Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. 
My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Renko Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That was the song we are born for this, 2019. Uh, you know, if that was a military recruiting video, mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't have problems recruiting in our military. <laughs> so, yeah, just saying, but... It's a good one. You know, that, that one is more for us. And the reason I say that's more for us is because... We were absolutely born for this, for what is happening today in our world. And, you know, the battle that is to come, the battle that's incurring right now, this isn't one man's battle. This isn't, you know, just uh, this isn't one side. This isn't Republican versus Democrat. This isn't American versus Russian. This is humanity. And we truly need to understand what is at stake here today. You know, I, I put... Digital sovereignty is a title. Well, Vince put digital sovereignty, but I told Vince digital sovereignty is the title. <laughs> and the reason we told digital sovereignty, because there are some events that we talked about yesterday that actually happened today. And um, people didn't notice it in the midst of everything. Xi Jinping visiting that the, the Joe Biden administration actually uh, got full control of the Internet. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that tonight and why you need to write in uh, your congressmen and senators immediately. And we need to start bringing up lawsuits galore against these people because this is getting beyond ridiculous, guys. They are just running over us. And uh, the Americans are just like, hey, you know, it's just not that bad yet. And see, this is what we do here at the Red Pill Project. This is what we do with the Daily Dose and Decentralized.media, which is coming soon. I want to talk a little bit about that here in a second. But what we do is we expose the global narrative, the unfolding global conspiracy. Um, we we bring about the truth behind the infiltration of the United States of America, the insurgency that's operating within our own government to uh, usurp the United States Constitution, to remove your rights, your liberties, and your freedoms, and uh, most of all, to enslave you into a new system, which I would consider to be a digital slave matrix. And that was a, a docu-series that I was actually working on. I got a, a quite a bit of content for it. Um, I just haven't had time. And uh, unfortunately, I don't, you know, I wish I had the, I did one show a week, one podcast yeah. a week, because then I could just create content in the center. But you know you what? Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Why oh, not? Dude. He's been trying to convince me of this all day. <laughs> well, you know what? Time's just a construct, man. It's not real. So time, yeah, time's hey. not real, people. Time's <laughs> not real. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. Uh, and I hope you all are too. Um, uh, Got some good stuff coming, but what's well, let's talk now? about some of that good stuff coming. Yeah. Um, you know, first thing I'm going to talk about here is um, a, a new affiliate that we have on board. So this is My Daily Naturals. Uh, there's two affiliates I want to bring on board. Uh, I want to talk about tonight. And, and the reason I bring these out there is because it helps support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. Um, and I do this full time and I you know, I don't make me and Vince definitely don't make what we could be making if we went out to the private sector and worked in our career fields. And right. uh, so yeah, we I, appreciate everybody who supports us out here because yeah. this allows us to do this. Uh, but listen, we don't do this we, for the money, folks. Yeah, we definitely don't do this. For, but times do get tough, and by supporting yeah. our affiliates, you do help support us. Did so I tell, much I appreciated. A job. I turned down a job recently. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I've, I've had quite a few recruiters contact me. Yeah. I, I used to work in the uh, information technology field, cybersecurity, project development, all that stuff. And I'll tell um, you. I don't want to do it. I can't, I, well, I don't want to go work for a woke company, buddy. I don't either. And here's the thing. I value my personal happiness and my, what I do with my time and the value that gives me personally more than a monetary 
reward or anything like that. And uh, that's why we've done this for years. It's well, that. It's we can actually passion. talk about this. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I want to get to these two affiliates, but yeah, please, uh, the please. first part is I've been I, like I'm a I love content. So if I have the time to absorb content, I'm going to be out there absorbing content. Um, and I have such a interesting algorithm on TikTok. And a lot of the stuff that I see yeah. is a lot of these lefties or a lot of these people that are more spiritually oriented, mm-hmm. but they're just going out and buying an acre, two acres of land, as we've discussed. Cool. And they're just going to, some people are living completely outside. They just got like a wind tent up and they got a wood burning stove and they just don't give a shit. And you got tons of people out there that are homesteading it, living off the grid. And they're like, F society. I'm done. Yeah. Van and, life. All that. Yep. And so it's getting interesting out there because I, I told everybody, you need to own America. You need to go out there and buy an acre of land. Now, I, I'm uh, I'm going to be getting uh, be moving here soon, right? So I'm going to be hopefully getting this house. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing how this all worked out. But hopefully getting this house, uh, which is, people are like, oh my God, you're getting a new house. No, I'm getting a house built in 1979. And uh, it's about $150,000 under its value. Um, and it's like a downgrade from my last house. But it's okay. Because it's it's a good home on two acres of land. And I'm like, yes, finally, right? But also you make it. Go out and buy an acre. So. But this, you need to buy an acre of land. Go out there, buy an acre of land. Because if all else fails and your taxes are paid off for 10 years, you have a place to go. You have a place to set up. You have a place. You know what? I got me, my dog, my guns, my silver, and my gold. I got my food. I'm just going to go out to my wooded area. I'm just going to clear out a nice little place. I'm going to set up a 10-man a, a tent, and I'm going to live there. And I don't Definitely. feel like Yeah. I mean, You're not going to be bored, I tell you. That's right. So the, the first, uh, and I love that. And by the way, uh, for everybody who is part of our preppers community, when we had the preppers community, um, we're going to be bringing an aspect of that back. So me and Vince have already talked about this. Um, I'm no longer doing the radio show and no longer doing Earth Chronicles. Earth Chronicles will be coming back, okay? Uh, but it's, it's on hiatus right now. Um, and then I'm no longer doing AMP. So my time has freed up massively. Uh, but then we're still building decentralized media. But still, I have more time to do content and stream. So what we're going to do is it's either going to be Saturday or Sunday. And I know I travel a lot, so those weekends do get messed up. But we got Vince to run it. We got a whole bunch of other people. Um, is that we're going to be doing um, um, various different kind of courses with speakers coming in. Kind of like, I, I call them town halls. So we'll have a, a someone who's a subject matter expert coming in and talking to you about prepping, homesteading, um, you know, <clears throat> raising chickens or about the COVID vaccine or about very specific topics. And that's something that we're going to offer to our subscription members on the social red pill. <clears throat> and then on the other hand, one thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing live events. And that's going to actually be run through decentralized.media. Uh, decentralized.media, if you don't know, is this platform. We call it the Patriot Collective. Um, for everybody out there who doesn't know, there's a lot of podcasts out there in the Patriot world. Um, out of those podcasts, it, it's very difficult to earn a living doing podcasting. I don't know if people understand this, but um, 
nobody really makes any money. Like the only people making any money off of all of this stuff are people who brought everything in house who've been around for a long time. That'd be like Alex Jones. That would be uh, Mike Adams, Mike Lindell, these types of people, because they created their own platforms. They're able to go out there and monetize other people's stuff. But one thing we learned about a lot of these platforms is they don't take care of the people that are operating on their platform. So for Not instance, any uh, specifically, but just in some cases, eh, no, it, it's pretty much all of them is that they really don't take care of anybody on their platform. They, they let them kind of put their own links out there. They might throw them a few bucks every here in a while. And I mean, a few bucks is like a hundred or 200 bucks a month, but like you'll have streams on, you know, some of these platforms that are getting hundreds of thousands of views and they're not getting anything from it. They're just getting exposure. And I think that that's wrong. And then on the other side of the house is that you have companies that get bought out by other companies and they completely, um, well, let's just say that they screw everybody over after they promise you the world. Um, and, and not only that is they, they, they promise you the world the day before they screwed you over. And that's, I, I can't handle that level of, uh, of deception and I hold myself to a high degree of integrity. And so we started realizing that there has to be a new model out there, a model to kind of um, help people, you know, get into streaming and, and, and really earn a living doing this by providing massive amounts of value. And so I think that with Social Red Pill and the Red Pill Project, the things that we've done, we've really kind of optimized this to a large degree. So we're going to try to implement this into decentralized media, a Patriot collective. We have tons of big names coming on. I cannot mention them right now, but in the next, hopefully in the next week, once I have those, uh, those contracts signed by a lot of these people, um, those names will be mentioned and you'll be like, no way, no way. How, how about this? We got some people that are going to be doing their shows on decentralized.media exclusively that um, have doctor in front of their name. Um, they've been a part of um, uh, big conferences and documentaries. Um, we have people that are very, very well known in the Patriot community that are coming on. So it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, with just what we've created so far. With uh, the times that we're in and, you know, 2024 coming up, it's going to be exciting to see all of the different, different content out there. Right. And so in, 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 I'm one of those people, I'm a trends guy. I look at trends and uh, Emerald Robinson was talking about this today that rumble just hired on um, Sergey Hashami. So if you don't know, he's a, uh, he's going to become the head of creator partnerships in 2022 on rumble. Uh, this is the, the same guy that was cheering. Sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. 2020, 2024. Um, he's the same one that cheered when Emerald Robinson was deplatformed on Twitter over the COVID-19 uh, vaccines. This guy is a left-leaning liberal and Rumble's bringing him on. And you know what? Maybe, you know, it's like, it's like X. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. But hmm. what I see with Rumble is I like Rumble. I think Rumble's a good platform. It's a good alternative to YouTube. But what they're doing is they're bringing on a lot of content that does not vibe and does not align with the audience that built Rumble to who they are today. Yeah. It's a lot of and so, lame stuff on there. 
So what we're doing with um, decentralized media is basically imagine where Rumble meets Gaia. And if you ever watch Gaia TV, they have some great documentaries and, and shows on there. So it's kind of it's kind of a mix, and uh, we're going to stay with that content. We're not really going to expand outwardly, um, and it, it's going to be really cool. Uh, so I'm sorry I just spent 16 minutes talking about that, but I think it was really important okay. that everybody understands yeah. uh, kind of why I've been busy, what we've been doing, and uh, there's a team behind this that is building this up. Yeah. We've already got James Grunvig's show, Unrestricted oh. Warfare. He just had an interview with SG and on, and you know yeah. what? I mean, you know, it, it, it's good information. We can agree to disagree on a lot of that stuff, but that's the thing is the information is the information, and never believe anything anybody tells you. Just go out there and prove it and validate it for yourself. Yeah, and that's one of the yeah. things that we're going to bring. Good work. And then he's also doing a uh, – what's that? Go ahead, Vince. I just wanted to make a quick announcement, if I may. Sure. Uh, I don't even know if you're aware of this, so everybody buckle up. Um, we're having a free event on the Social Red Pill. It's in our book club. We're oh, going to yeah. be reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Summer, Yay, RM, myself, and others are welcome to join us. We're going to be starting here in the next few weeks while everybody gets their books together. That's just one of the things we do on the Social Red Pill. We're going to start these kinds of events and things and some of them will be free some of them are going to move under memberships but you could create a free account socialredpill.com if you want to do absolutely. that absolutely cool all right first affiliate i want to bring up and by the way <clears throat> one thing with our affiliates is we only bring on affiliates that we use ourselves and that align with us so number one is my daily naturals yes. um natural is normal the essential pack we're talking about uh, multivitamin with copper, magnesium, malate, and iodine synergy. Iodine that is uh, um, the potassium iodine that you need. It's the same thing that you're going to buy um, on Amazon if you're looking for the radiation tablets. This is that stuff right there. <clears throat> you can go on here. You can buy these individually, or you can save a little bit with buying them as a pack. And so that's mydailynaturals.com that you can find out about that, mydailynaturals.com. Um, and then the other one we'll talk about later. Um, actually, Kurt is going to be on with us tomorrow. So we're going to be talking to Kurt tomorrow about that. Not Kirk, Kurt, but let, let's jump into the news because I know that's why people are here and people are like, dude, shut up. Just get to the news. I only come to you for the news. And I, I understand, guys. I understand. <clears throat> now, economically, Sir John Templeton, World War II veteran, dual citizen, England, United States, yeah. came over here, joined the military, became a United States citizen, went to war, came back from war, had $10,000 to his name. That's like maybe $100,000 of value today. Um, he bought everything on the stock market that was trading below a dollar. And within a few years had made millions upon millions of dollars, reinvested that, made hundreds of millions of dollars, and then invested in the 1960s in something known as Silicon Valley. He actually helped start it up. He's the founder of Templeton University. Everybody's probably heard of it. And then he invested in China afterwards. And whether he's a globalist or not, I think is irrelevant. He had a great quote, is that you'll have your most success in life and business during the times of greatest pessimism. Okay? Now, we need to understand that because just because we talk about economic doom and gloom, if we look at it as doom and gloom, that's what will arise out of it for us individually. But if we look at that as opportunity, then we find the method to go in there and strategize how to turn that inopportunity, that ignorance from a lot of people out there on that side who are pulling, the, you know, pulling all the money out of the out of the markets and watching it decline, 
okay, from a recession or economic collapse or the, the de-dollarization or whatever it is, we can transition that into opportunity for ourselves. And, and that's one thing that we talk about in the crypto sector. If you, you know, screaming at crypto 10 years ago or five years ago, look at it now. It's skyrocketing up and it's a great investment. I do a crypto mastermind on socialredpill.com. You can go out there and subscribe to that. And if we get a new subscriber in, I'll do a whole introduction session all over again. So we'll, we'll walk you through it. But right now, the, the newest reports that we're seeing is a recession will hit the U.S. in 2024. So get ready for massive interest rate cuts, uh, according to United Banks of uh, Switzerland, UBS. The Federal Reserve will slash interest rates by a popping, eye-popping 2.75 basis points next year, according to UBS. That's nearly four times as steep a cut as the market is expecting. UBS expects the mid-2024 recession to encourage the central banks to start easing. The U.S. economy will slip into a recession next year, and that'll lead to the Federal Reserve bringing in steep interest rate cuts. UBS said Tuesday that it's expected the Fed to respond to the falling inflation and the economic slump by slashing rates by an eye-popping two points, uh, 225 basis points. Now, here, here's the problem with what they're saying. But, the Fed came out and said that inflation has slowed down. It's beginning to decrease. Okay. Yeah. Now, what is that based upon, Vince? I the would Fed assume. Numbers, CPI, right? Consumer price index, all these types type of things, is what we're paying for goods and services. Right? Yeah. So the Fed's coming out, but that's mm -hmm. coming out through Fed data, which we already know is manipulated and is being yeah. um, updated two months later down the road. Revised, so, yeah. Revised, that's right. So the data that they're utilizing to say that the market is doing better actually isn't true. Now, we just got this report today. U.S. retail sales plummet as student loan repayments resume. And they've been on like a three-year hiatus since COVID. Okay? So... You, you have to take this all into perspective. Remember, we talk about the multi-varied, uh, multiple, multiple variable, multi-varied approach when we look at economics is that we can't just look at what UBS is saying, like, you, oh, the Fed's going to cut you know, basis points by 275 points. That's going to cause a recession. You have to understand is the Fed has to bring down interest rates because nobody can borrow money. And the Fed is printing money and basically pumping that into the markets and into the banks to keep them propped up to appear as if the market is actually stabilized. They can't do that forever. So at some point in time, they have to reduce the rates. But here's the problem. If they reduce the rates right now with skyrocketing inflation, this produces stagflation. That stagflation will collapse our economy into a Great Depression. They know this, so they have to be very, very um, kind of secure in how they do this. So what they're planning on doing is manipulating the market um, data for 12 months after they manipulate for 12 months and they're going to come in and say, Hey, look, inflation is coming down. Great. We're going to reduce rates, but the market really isn't coming down. We, we've had trillions of dollars be removed from savings and checkings accounts. People are no longer trusting banks or putting their money in the banks. If you remember earlier this year, we had a number of financial institutions that collapsed, including UBS. Um, we'll probably see some more here in the next few months. We are not in good economic times as much as they would like you to believe. And so by the reducing of the interest rate, what that's going to do is that that's going to exacerbate 
the inflation numbers, which means the price and cost of goods and services is going to skyrocket well beyond anything you ever know. And they're just going to blame it on corporations and price gouging and utilize that as a methodology to increase taxes on these people because their profit margin is so high. And that's just going to escalate prices even higher. And what that's going to do is it's going to show that the economy is doing well, but the American public really isn't. And that's because of the high prices because of the greedy corporations. And they're going to blame it on that model. And they're going to point the finger and yell at the corporations while Americans suffer. But really what's happening is the Federal Reserve is a corrupt, manipulative banking system that is outside of the United States government and has no right to rule, to reign, to have any authority whatsoever. And they are making buku bucks. You were talking about it last night, Vince. You were talking about debt is slavery. You're absolutely right. De- debt is slavery. And this is why anytime that the Federal Reserve goes out there and they're going to loan money to the U.S. Treasury, they issue a bond. A bond is the same, comes from the same root derivative of bondage. And what is the backing of those bonds? That's your bond. Your social security number is bonded, okay? And the United States utilizes that social security number bond that you have as collateralization for the bonds that they put out there. And other countries come in and they buy these bonds up. And that funds the U.S. government. Well, don't you think it's probably a bad thing to allow China and Russia to buy U.S. bonds? Uh, That means that we're enslaved to them. But really who we're enslaved to is not those corporations or companies and corporations and countries that buy U.S. bonds, but the bond holders, the bond issuers who are actually charging the United States Treasury an interest Hmm. upon all of that. And that is the Federal Reserve, the private banking system. Now, that private banking system, okay, mm-hmm. is who we are really in debt to, quote unquote, debt. But here's the thing there's no real money, there's nothing actually being created. I watched this video on uh, TikTok the other day, and it was a woman calling up her mortgage company, and she's following multiple lawsuits about them, uh, on them. And she goes, What I'm asking you is, where did the consideration come from for my loan and consideration is kind of collateralization. It's, it's, it's real money. Okay. Is if I put up something in a contract and then you have to put up something in the contract, cause that's literally what a contract, contract. means. Yeah, yeah. Right. If I put up something, you have to put up something. That's something that you sure. put up. It's called consideration. Okay. Yeah. So she's saying I took out a mortgage from you. Okay. I put up my promissory note, my promise to pay over 30 years. What did you put up? They're like, well, ma'am, we funded your loan. She goes, no, you didn't. Debt is not a form of funding. By creating a mortgage, you have not funded anything. A mortgage is not a source of funding. Where did that money come from? She goes, did you just go and create numbers in a system and then accredit that to my account? Because if so, that's a debt and that is not ample consideration, which means that you are in void of contract. And she's absolutely right on this. Now, she gets into the aspect that really what's happening is the bank goes out there, the loan originator, they go out there, they contact the Federal Reserve, they issue a lien against your federal bond, your Social Security number federal bond, and they utilize that lien as a mechanism to issue the debt on your name, okay? Which means that the federal government has to get permission in order for that to happen, but it's still an instrument of debt any way you look at it. And and this is a, a great concept to understand. Because 
there's no such thing as real money. We were having this discussion on the Zoom last week, and someone was uh, talking about, I think it was Susan, was talking about, you know, no currency in the United States of America has been printed since 2017. Every every piece of dollar, hundred dollar, ten dollar, five dollar bill all has 2017 on it. There's no 2018s, 2019s, 2020s, 2023. There's none of them. Okay, and she's right. And I said, well, yeah, but what happened in 2017? They came out and started the movements towards a digital currency and started limiting the actual utilization of paper currency. And since they had 31 trillion already in circulation, there's no need to print more. And so that's why you have that situation. I mean, maybe there's something more to it. At least that's my opinion. So we are headed towards economic crisis. And the reason I know we're headed towards economic crisis is because number one, they're manipulating the numbers. Number yeah. two is that they're manipulating the markets. The Fed is having to pump trillions of dollars into the market. Number three is inflation is still rising. The cost of living is still rising. The cost of food and transportation and oil and gas is still rising. Even though gas came down $70 a barrel, if you're in the futures market, it'd be a great time to actually go out there and invest in that. Uh, but number number five is that people are pulling their money out of banks and not trusting them. They're putting them in alternative assets. And number six is probably the most prominent is that there's a push towards a global digital currency. We know this. The Bank of International Settlements had their unified ledger framework, which they released back in July. We had the FedNow system that launched in July. These are preliminary frameworks that are being implemented globally for an integration into a global blockchain system to where private corporations and governments of the world can basically create their own digital network of currencies, integrate them together with complete interoperability, and you have to obey, obey and abide by that. And I've already yeah. talked about this on an expanded level that a lot of these financial institutions, they're going to go out there and create their own privatized digital currency. They're, they're going to utilize this within their banking system. So if you want to go out and buy a single family house and interest rates are 9.5%, they're going to offer you a mortgage at 3.5%, but you have to take that mortgage out in their digital currency. And the only way to pay your monthly mortgage is in that digital currency. And then what they're going to do is, hey, if you're shopping at Kroger's, uh, we own Kroger's and Kroger's now accepts this digital currency and they'll utilize that. And that's just another level of control. And one of the ways that they'll do that is let's say it's Kroger's. You're going to go in there and you're going to find meat. And let's say it's $9.99 a pound for ribeyes, which is a great price. And then all of a sudden for you, who's paying cash with US dollars, it's going to be $19.99 a pound for a ribeye. And you're going to be like, wait a minute. But if I use the digital currency, it's $9.99 a pound. So it's incentivized to purchase that product this way. That's how they're going to do this, guys. And they're going to implement that in the next few years. And how do they do that is they're going to do that on the ass end of a global economic collapse. Show us that we cannot trust a fiat currency, the current central bank system that is in place, that we have to move towards this unified ledger platform, because that's the only way to do it. And that's going to stop inflation and all this stuff. That's how they're going to do it specifically. So we're moving into that world. So that's how I know that this is going to happen. Yeah. Plus, uh, in 2019 or 2020, the uh, stock mm -hmm. market went completely digital, too. I think they shut down for one or two days and made that transition right in the midst of the pandemic. Yep. Hmm. So do you remember uh, my remember when I was talking about something called the Restrict Act? Yeah. Senate Bill 686. Yes. Now, course. if you guys don't remember the Restrict Act, um, restricting the emergence of security threats at risk information and communications technology act, um, the term, so it goes into various 
points, but basically they set out a certain regulations, rules, and protocols. This kind of goes against section um, um, uh, 432, but it goes against certain rules. They set out certain rules and protocols for how international data is exchanged between countries, ISPs, internet service providers, telecom agencies, um, and social media companies in the sense that they can be legally liable for various different um, points of information if it's associated with the Restrict Act. So that got pushed down really, really hard because myself and Dustin Stockton and many other people, Game Tech, we all got together. We created an internet X uh, Twitter storm about this. And it worked. We, we did really well because we, we, we crashed that bill. Now we have uh, S4201, Digital Platform Commission Act. Um, this is a Senate bill that established a new federal body to provide reasonable oversight and regulation of digital platforms. Huh, interesting. Good way to word, word that. And it's introduced by none other than Senator Michael Bennett, the same one who did the Restrict Act. So he would establish a federal commission responsible for monitoring American speech for instances of misinformation and hate speech. Well, that's kind of interesting. They must really have a good feeling that this is going to get approved because if you remember yesterday, we were talking about the FCC commissioner who is talking about how Joe Biden's administration has basically set for new rules for the FCC and that the FCC board was going to vote on it today. And the FCC commissioner was against this, saying it's a violation of the First Amendment. Well, I got some bad news for you. As feared, the FCC has authorized Biden's woke takeover of the Internet. The FCC has adopted rules to prevent and eliminate digital discrimination. The Federal Communications Commission has adopted final rules to prevent digital discrimination of access to broadband services based on income level, race, ethnicity, color, religion, and national origin. Under the bipartisan infrastructure law, the FCC is required to adopt rules to ensure that all Americans have equal access to reliable high-speed broadband services without discrimination based on characteristics listed in the statute. It, See, that's not the bad part. The bad part is, is this opens up that point of collaboration and of restriction, okay? Now, the new rules establish a framework to facilitate equal access to broadband internet service by preventing digital discrimination of access. Under these rules, the FCC can protect consumers directly by addressing companies' policies and practices if they are differently impacting consumers. Access to broadband internet access services are also intended to do so by applying these protections to ensure communities see equitable broadband deployment. Equitable broadband deployment. Okay. The rules focus on the very wow. real problem of outcome, such as when decisions unattained by discriminatory intent nevertheless cause different communities to receive different access to broadband services, blah, 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 blah. So one thing that you have to understand here is there, this new rule adopted by the FCC protects people in an equitable format. Now, what this also does is that this protects them from speech. What does the FCC do to the radio waves? They restrict various points of speech. I know this because I had a radio show. So this is basically opening the door directly to what Senate Bill 4201, the Digital Platform Commission Act, which is nothing more than the Restrict Act rewritten again, creating a federal body of oversight for the FCC to basically implement through the rule of law. Number one, to make sure that everybody has equitable access to the internet. Oh, well, that's great. So if, <laughs> yeah. if Vince has got one gig download and I got one gig download and um, Mabel over there has 50, 50 meg, Mabel needs one gig now. Okay. That's yeah. really what this is going to do. So that's going to increase the price of what? Yours and mine's internet. We'll, well break everybody... it down for them. 
or they're just going to make it some kind of communist framework where everybody, in order for the internet infrastructure to handle it, everybody gets one gig or one tiny bit of the internet. And uh, yep. you just have to use our socialist internet. Sorry, everybody. It's the only way to make it equitable. Well, and, and oh. I put this out before that what they're going to do, what they're trying to do with all of this is they want ISP level restrictions. And so if you don't know what ISP means, it's internet service provider. And so ISP level restrictions are when you log on to your computer, you're automatically connected to your Wi-Fi router, to your Ethernet cable, which is goes to your um, your router or to your modem, right? But predominantly, you're connected to your modem, which is connected outside the internet, usually a fiber line or a T1, T2 line, right? And then that goes to a group of servers, which is up to like 25 to 30 miles away, a data house. And then that gets broadcast through fiber to another one and it interlinks and there's satellite communications, there's telecom agencies interconnected, and that's the internet. Now, here's the thing, is that internet traffic is not legally monitored. So when I jump on my computer, okay, and I'm surfing the internet, that traffic, the ISP doesn't normally look at what I'm doing. They really don't care because they, if they did that, they would lose a lot of customers. What the government wants is the government wants a portal to when you go to your computer, you have to log into your internet access. So I have to log in and say, Josh Reed using, I have biometrics that pop up, boom, space scan. Okay. It's Josh Reed using the internet. And then everything that I do will be just like digital currencies. It'll be tracked. It'll be implemented on the blockchain and it can be utilized against me later on down the road. Okay. This is what they want to implement at that level. Not only that, is if I go out there and I put a post on social media, all of these posts that you do, all these things, all of your search history, all your private web browsing history will be implemented into a structured social media credit monitoring system where the content that you take in, the content you watch, the content you absorb, the things you're searching for, all of this stuff will be bought and sold by the government and sold out to private corporations and utilize the market towards you, but also utilize to determine your, your, your reliability of society. Are you a fruitful member of society? And so this is where the development of a social credit score comes in. And this is the framework that they're trying to develop right here. First thing they do is equitable, get internet in the hands of everybody. They don't have internet, give it to them. Number two, restrict um, hate speech and disinformation and misinformation. This is the big push right now. This is what the, the right. United Nations came out with a new program. And, and here's the thing is, you know what? Hey, yeah, we, we need to have less disinformation out there. Absolutely. But who becomes the determiner of truth? The government in no way, shape or form has any authority over truth over information. The government should not be telling you that this is truthful and this is not. Anytime that the government tells you that they're trying to protect you, what they're trying to do is actually enslave you. Okay? So that's what's actually happening right now in the in our country that nobody's talking about. So that's what Senate Bill 204201 is kind of about and that's what this FCC new rules is setting up the framework for specifically. So be ready, be warned. It's happening, guys. So the decision means that the Biden administration is well on its way to implementing a plan that FCC Commissioner Redekar said reads like planning document drawn up in the faculty lounge of the university's Soviet studies department. This is what Biden's appointed FCC commissioner said, that it sounds like something that was 
that was drawn up in the faculty lounge of the university's Soviet studies department. Commissioner Gurr sent out his letter to dissent last week and warned the public about this unlawful grab of power and uh, that chooses centralizing planning over free market capitalism. So you need to immediately start writing your congressmen and senators and say, uh, you need to limit what the Biden administration is doing with the FCC. Number one is the Biden administration cannot tell the FCC what rules to create and only Congress can create new laws. And so this does go on the reach beyond the reach of what the FCC can do. And Congress would actually have to fund this and approve this with a law or a bill. This is why Senator Bennett is trying to push this. Uh, we need to push back against this. Uh, I'm going to go to some kind of breaking news that I just saw come out there. Okay. And um, we're going to go to True Social because that's kind of where I saw it pop up on. Oh, is it DC? Yeah. Let's pull this up. Um, this is kind of some breaking news. Maybe some people have already heard this one. Uh, protest, pro-Palestinian protesters are trying to storm the DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C. Wait a minute, Vince, didn't I say this was going to happen last night? Dude, false flag alert. Yeah. I mean, quite literally, I just said, guys, soon all of these pro-Palestinians, they're going to turn in the riots. They're going to turn in the burning cities down. And guess what? They're going after Washington, D.C. Yeah, they've been targeting uh, political targets more and more lately. Mm -hmm. And the media is pretty silent on most of it. Whereas, you know, if it was any type of patriot group, there'd be outrage. It would be terrorism. It would need to be stopped immediately. The president yep. would be in on it and sent to trial. So corrupt. Oh, my goodness. Well, get buckle up, guys, because uh, they're going to start doing it statewide. Each state, one state after another, over and over and over again. So Minneapolis, stay the hell out of there if you're in Minnesota like me. So, uh Yeah. Elon Musk blasts Nikki Haley after she calls for verification of all social media users. She can stop pretending to run for president now. So Elon, uh, so reclaim the net. Nikki Haley says if she's made president, every social media user will be verified by their name for national security purposes. This is what we're talking about. This is how deep they're going. Now, how, Vivek came yeah. out and said, this is disgusting. And Elon yeah. said, super messed up. She can stop pretending to run for president now. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How are they going to verify your name? They're going to have to connect that to what? Your social security number and your biometric data. They're going to have to create that information egg that you talk about. You can't just say, hey, tell me your name. And then they'll be like, oh, you confirmed it. You said you're Vince. No, they're going to say, well, now you need to upload your driver's license, upload your social security number, and we'll verify you and let you know when we'll uh, allow you to create the social media account. So here's where it's going to get interesting. If you take the Restrict Act, the Digital Platforms Act, and what the FCC is doing, how they yeah. want to limit misinformation, disinformation, uh, not limit, but they, they want to be able to control it, and then ISP login, and they now, they, now they go out there and you have to validate yourself, verify yourself with biometric data, okay, that's attached to your social security number, your government accounts, within social media accounts, 
And what happens when someone steals your identity, uses AI to go in there, steal your accounts, goes in there, puts a whole bunch of different comments on there and get you arrested? Right. I mean, what happens if the FBI, what happens if the FBI goes rogue and does exactly that? Which what the FBI going rogue Vince? Just hypothetically, on. hypothetically, they're, in some weird wonderland. They're world. a bunch of good guys over there, Vince. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey Jim. All right. So uh YouTube boasts about elevating quality content, collaborating with the WHO and suppressing misinformation. Uh, it, it's just it, it, it's bananas, man. And by the way, we're gonna be going back on YouTube. Uh, but we're so we're going to be going back on YouTube, but we have to censor our content in order to do it. The reason we're doing it is because, well, there's a large audience there. And you know what? I want to wake as many people up as humanly possible and get them off of there and bring them over here. So we're going to try to get back on YouTube. Um, but we'll be very careful. No more live streams on there. But man, it's. Um... They're going after everything, man. They are going after everything. Firestorm, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go after everything all at once. It's going to be sequential. Boom, 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 boom. So Joe Biden uh, makes a joke about the press, uh, press the Chinese director Xi Jinping uh, before his mic is cut out. This is kind of interesting. Let's check this out. Here they come. Good one, Joe. Good one, Joe. Gosh. Well, let's talk about Xi Jinping in California today. Okay. Why Xi Jinping in California? It's kind of like an annual meeting, I suppose. I don't know if this happens every year, but it's been about a year and meeting with Joe Biden for some reason. Well, he is meeting with Gavin Newsom. He was meeting with Joe Biden. He was meeting with Silicon Valley. Okay. Biden tells Xi amid U.S.-China divide paramount that you and I understand each other. President Joe Biden said on Wednesday that he values the conversation with Chinese President Xi Jinping and that it's important that the two presidents understand each other. Um, the two world leaders met in a Filoli historic house and garden in Woodside, California, on the sideline of the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. Biden and Jinping are expected to discuss concerns about fentanyl, Israel's war on Hamas and military communications. Chinese uh, President Xi Jinping said Wednesday during the meeting with President Biden that his country and the U.S. are turning their backs on each other. Uh, other now is not an option. It is unrealistic for one side to remodel. Uh, the other, and conflict and confrontation has terrible consequences for both sides. Xi also said the world at large is big enough for the two countries to succeed. This is the first time Biden and Xi, uh, who preside over the world's number one and number two economies, respectively, have met in person this year. Now, the Kremlin came out and made a comment saying that Biden and Xi meeting is important for the entire world. Now, what you didn't hear about was the massive anti-communist protest that occurred in uh, in San Francisco all throughout the day today of American Chinese and Chinese immigrants who were protesting Xi Jinping. And so much so that the majority of the, the uh, events that occurred where Xi Jinping was going to go this week has been classified. So they weren't letting people know where Xi Jinping was going and when he's going to show up or where he was going to speak at because they didn't want the protesters to show up there. This is the United States of America, people. Now, 
Why is Xi Jinping in California specifically? Well, we are coming into an election year and the top contender for presidency in 2024 is Gavin Newsom. There's one. Gavin Newsom said last week, yeah, we cleaned up the streets of San Francisco because Xi Jinping's coming. That's the only reason they moved the yeah. homeless out of there. And look, look, in 24 hours, they moved the homeless out of San Francisco. Ha! Ha! Guess what? They could do that anytime they wanted to, but they're not. Okay? Another point is, uh, wasn't California home to illegal Chinese biolabs? Yes. Linked. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but you know what? You know what was happening, Vince, is uh, Xi Jinping was checking on his investment in the United States. Is what yeah, he or his... Uh insurance policy that's right he's making sure that these people still work for him and you know what any president with fucking balls would not allow that meeting to happen if donald trump was there man i would have felt a lot better about it but you know joe biden is bought and sold and works for china gavin newsom bought and sold and works for china um what they are trying to implement is the destruction of the United States of America and the financial and corporate takeover of the United States of America by Chinese Communist Party corporations. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. And San Francisco is the big part about it. Now, what are they also talking with? Oh, they're talking with big tech companies. Oh, of course they are. Cali-China. Yep. California. Yeah, right here. The, the PRC side had reportedly asked the White House not to reveal the location of the meeting and to hold the meeting at a non-APEC site so that the anti-CCP demonstrators would not be able to show up. Massive free speech violation. So 18 Republican state attorney generals have filed a, a friend of the court briefs supporting former President Trump's appeal against a gag order imposed by Judge Tanya Chutkin, arguing she overstepped her judicial role, uh, role which is fantastic. And so state attorney generals. And so that could I mean, you're, you're talking about these states could put civil rights violations on these people and they absolutely should. And they could even move for disbarment. Uh, which I think they should. Yeah, let's see some real justice, man. Let's see the wheels of justice turn in an unethical way for once. Yep. The real way. Uh, Trump moves for mistrial, a New York civil fraud lawsuit uh, calling for alleged bias. Uh, good for, job uh, for Trump. The appearance of the bias threatens both defendants' rights and the integrity of the judiciary as an institution. The filing said Greenfield's unprecedented role in the trial um, and extensive public partisan activities would cause even a casual observer to question the court's partiality. And absolutely right. So Donald Trump is now being held accountable for the years of fraud he committed, a spokesperson for the attorney general said. He can keep trying to distract from his fraud, but the truth always comes out. Uh, and the thing is, is the truth is stretched by the prosecution and Donald Trump has already shown his innocence multiple times over, but they don't care. Now, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Rashid Atala, uh, the member of, of Congress, she's yeah. uh, AOC and all them. Uh, apparently, she is uh, a member of a secret Facebook group where Hamas terrorists are glorified. So. 
Rashida Talib is part of a secret social media group in which its members have glamorized Hamas in its war battle with Israel after the terror group attacked and liked, uh, killed hundreds of innocent Israeli civilians last month. The Michigan Democrat is a member of the Palestinian American Congress group on Facebook. The group is hidden from non-members who do not appear in the platform search engines. The group's founder, Mayor Abdel Quater, is an extensive ties to Talib and has also been linked to other liberal politicians and has come under fire for his past anti-Semitic social media posts, including questioning the Holocaust ever occurred. Well, I question that too, but either way. Uh, the Holocaust, well, you can't just say that and not clarify. So, I mean. Well, I, I've talked about, like, listen. Right. It wasn't the, just the Jews that died in the Holocaust. You had Christians, you had blacks, you had communists. They killed a lot of people, not just yeah. Jews. Um, and there's a lot more things going on. And, and I think that a lot of the deaths were attributed to malnourishment produced by the Allied Forces bombardment of these German military bases, which housed a lot of the prisoners that they were keeping. And that came in from basically bombing the railroad tracks inbound to these military bases, which were basically um, prisons, Auschwitz and so forth. Right. So there's that, that part is, is that the, the German soldiers starve or do the prisoners starve? And they just found a way to execute them. Anyways, yeah, it's controversial, moment. but there's a lot of people in the 1940s and the 50s after all this happened who came out in truth movements trying to get this information out there and were immediately shut down. And so it's kind of interesting to look at it. Like actually the term conspiracy theory started around the JFK assassination and a lot of the Holocaust deniers by the CIA. So on October 12th, one group member posted, we don't want to throw you in the sea. We want you to ride it back from where you came from. The message is accompanied by a picture of an elderly Israeli woman in a Hamas fire, uh, fighter holding her captive. Um, another group member wrote about the achievements of the resistance in northern occupied Palestine, including dozens of dead Israeli soldiers. The post included a picture of a Hamas fighter. Um, yeah, so she's associated with it. We know these people are associated with this shit. The, these pe Listen, and, and you know what? I guarantee you can go out there and you can find Speaker Mike Johnson on some secret Facebook group under some alias. And, you know, he's probably a neocon talking to how we need to go out there and completely eliminate Palestine. These people, they don't care about you. They care about money, control and power, and they care about their own self-interest. We have to understand that Congress and Senate do not represent their constituents. They represent the people who sign their paychecks and give them power after they leave duty. That's how it is. I mean, what was it? Vivek the other day, he was talking about Nikki Haley. And he said, well, after she left being an ambassador, she was bankrupt. She left because she had no money and her family was going bankrupt. And she joins the board of Raytheon and becomes a multimillionaire. This is the truth of how this operates in Washington, D.C. Nancy Pelosi joins us, you know, joins the Congress worth uh, $300,000, now worth over $300 million. The Clintons, they were bankrupt when they got into the presidency, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The Obamas had $700,000 net worth, two lawyers paying student loan debts, now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Don't this be is biased. Don't be biased. You have to mention Trump before and after he yeah, took Trump office. worth $3.5 billion when he <laughs> went into office, came out only worth $1.2 billion. <laughs> I mean, like he's the, the only politician we've ever seen goes backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truth truth yeah that's right yeah. uh i gotta go to one of my posts to pull up this next part okay so i i reposted this earlier today 
Um, Oh, th this was interesting. While we're on this discussion, uh, Senator Marshall today, tonight, every single Senate Democrat voted to block the aid bill for Israel. Let that sink in. And the same day their leadership went and spoke at the pro-Israel rally saying they stand with Israel in their fight. They went to the Senate floor and voted unanimously against providing them with critical aid they need. So. Reader added context, the proposed bill would have paid for the aid package by cutting the budget of the IRS, which is the Democrat uh, objected to. The budget of the IRS has been targeted by Republicans. I agree with cutting the budget of the IRS, but I thought we were going to get away from these omnibus bills. But here's the thing. You remember when we were giving billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine and then the Ukrainian beach party videos started coming out of all the people partying at the beach? Um Life is going on at, like normal in Israel. Yeah, they 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 had a terrorist event and it was horrific, and now they're in Gaza and they're they're at war with a, a probably a few you know thirty thousand people. Okay, um, but life is going on like normal in Israel, and business is still moving forward, and their imports and exports are still flowing, and nothing has crippled their economy. Um, what is this critical aid package that they need? American money for. Good That's question. what you need to be asking yourself. Look, I, I have no problem with Israel defending themselves. I have no problem with innocent people defending themselves. I have a problem with innocent people getting killed on both sides. And I've been very outspoken about that. But here's the key. Is Israel doesn't need our support. You know, two carrier strike groups is enough. My opinion. Probably more than enough. Probably more than enough. So this is interesting. Massachusetts ballot theft caught on camera. Security footage alleges, allegedly revealed woman taking man's bail and ballot after he's informed he already voted. So that's from the yeah. Gateway Pundit. And there's yeah. a few other points to this. Go ahead, Vince. I was going to say the fake news. NBC even reported on this story, surprisingly. So it's interesting. And uh, Tony Segura, here you go. This is interesting, guys. This is where... Tony Segura. Yep, Tony Segura. So investor, board member, big data pioneer, Intel Ops, CIA, NSA contractor, whistleblower. I just hit him up earlier uh, to see if he wanted to come on the show. My partners and I have been lifetime data scientists. We own the digital ID of every mobile device computer in the, in the U.S. and they have indexed and archived every IP address in the world. Our extensive experience in big and deep data, including geotracking and geolocation, makes our dozens of data companies the top authority for providing data to corporations, law enforcement, U.S. government agencies like the CIA, NSA, DOD, DIA, NGA, NRO, FBI, as well as Interpol and foreign intelligence organizations. Okay, that's his credentials. Okay. There are a number of videos documenting these ghost buses, as well as a number of mostly non- a descript DOJ vans that dropped off ninja wearing individuals that appear in other videos and have been breached the U.S. Capitol cutting fencings, removing barricades, opening doors, and other nefarious behaviors. We also tracked an infamous J6 pipe bomber from one of these vans. Later, we eventually tracked them to Virginia Metro Station, where the perfect capture of their vehicle license plate was made. The FBI has all of this information. 
Shortly after they were alerted, however, AT&T mysteriously accidentally corrupted that and only that particular cell phone user's data. Additionally, their mobile device was used hundreds of times before, after J6, accessing keycard-required DOJ FBI parking garages and buildings. Uh-oh. So this is uh, Wednesday, Rep- Republican Representative Clay Higgins confronted FBI Director Ray on FBI operatives working inside the crowds on January 6th during the Homeland Security Committee hearing on domestic threats within the U.S. This confrontation took place exactly one year after Representative Higgins confronted Director Ray for FBI assets working inside the U.S. Capitol. Chris Ray refused to answer the questions last year and today. During the hearing today, Rep. Clinton told Chris Ray, a year has passed. We sit here again, and a year later, we the people still do not have definitive answers from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th on January 6th here in D.C. So he's continued. Rep- Representative Higgins says, you're saying no violence orchestrated by the FBI sources or agents. Are you familiar with, you know what a ghost vehicle is, director? Director of the FBI certainly should. Do you know what the ghost bus is? Chris Ray said, a ghost bust? He said, yes, a ghost bust. I'm not sure I've ever used that term before. Higgins says, okay, it's pretty common in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two bu- uh, buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. Uh, I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg, Mr. Chairman. These two buses, Mr. Chairman, painted completely white. These buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants stressed as Trump supporters deployed onto our capital. Christopher Ray, your day is coming. And so they have all of this out there. And then you have specifically this guy right here, Tony Segura, telling you, They have it all, and they've already turned it over to the FBI. The FBI sought to destroy it. January 6th was one big setup operation. The FBI was absolutely involved, so much so that the DNC or the RNC pipe bomber, the DNC pipe bomber, was with the FBI people. Whoa. This is why you see that one frame a second video that's all spotted and pixelated, because they didn't want you to identify that person. This is crazy. This should bring down the house. I mean, this should be like, that's quite literally like the American military should walk over to the FBI, go to the seventh floor and just start arresting everybody. Everybody. That's what needs to happen. Seriously. Absolutely, dude. Uh, Talk about insurrection. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Better get straightened out. Bombshell Congressional Report uncovers well-funded network of election interference and censorship. Election interference is more intricately planned and well-funded than previously realized. The Committee on the Judiciary and Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of Federal Government recently released an interim staff report titled Weaponization of Disinformation, Pseudo-Experts, and Bureaucrats, How the Federal Government Partnered with Universities to Censor Americans' Political Speech. The report unravels a criminal conspiracy to deprive Americans of their first uh, free speech rights, First Amendment rights, originally protected under the First Amendment. The report also finds that actors within the federal government are collaborating with disinformation fighting firms to control the information that is shared online and throughout the public square. This criminal conspiracy uses censorship to deceive the public. These censorship operations manipulate public discourse and threaten the very fabric of democracy while establishing the elaborate system of election interference and engineering. 
And so Congress report exposes the Election Integrity Partnership, the EIP, which is contracted by the Department of Homeland Security for the sole purpose of censoring Americans and controlling their conversations. EIP was developed by the Atlantic Council in 2020 and was immediately used by the U.S. government to target Americans' free speech rights. The shadow group has done nothing but promote corporate propaganda and elevate false government narratives. Now, the Atlantic Council, if you remember, you remember we were talking about Argus AI that just got this massive DOD contract and Stanley yeah. McChrystal, former General Stanley McChrystal, is one of the board advisors on this. Right. The One of the founders or funders of Argus AI, which is a Crete AI, is one of the founders of the Atlantic Council. Hmm. Oh, we yeah. see how that kind of all goes? And by the way, Stanley McChrystal, he was part of an operation for the, uh, the Democrat National Committee in the 2020 election, utilizing a, uh, a company called Defeat Disinfo, which is no longer around. And what they use is a DARPA-created artificial intelligence to basically lock into blue checkmark accounts on throughout, um, throughout social media, and they would produce an a complete AI generated counter narrative that wasn't even true. They would go to CNN and they would create a false article yes. written by AI, utilize that as a point of reference to discredit yes. a potentially true post by Trump or Trump supporters. That's how that AI worked. Yeah. Now that same AI is being used by Argus, which is a DOD contract to do the same damn thing that they were doing at the, um, at, at the white house censoring you on social media, except they're going to do it through AI and they're going to do it through the EIP. Yes. And I think they've functioned through this whole scheme with universities in Washington and other states as well in conjunction. Yep. And they would just totally scam and manipulate the narrative. And that's why we have this. That's why we do what we do and what we all went through with all the censorship and everything. Yep. It's all I them. Agree. Oh, yeah. All right. Turkish president. So, guys. This is all interrelated. Everything that we're talking about tonight is completely interrelated. This is the reason we're creating decentralized media. Because, listen, this shit is getting bad. And we want to be decentralized off of these platforms. Because they are going to do another censoring event. Excuse me. Another censoring event like they did last time. Yeah. And it might come to the point where the only place you're going to find us is, like, maybe our own personal platform. And that's about it. And yep. it would have to be private. Where we own our own servers and everything. And that's kind of be. what we're seeking out to do. Um, I mean, depending on how it all unfolds. But that could absolutely happen. So much shit going on. I know. It's insane. <laughs> all right. Oh, what, what else do we have? Oh, uh, Ergoan. Uh, Turkish President Erdogan says to Israel, your end is near. Hey, Israel, oh, yeah. you have a nuclear bomb and you are threatened with this. Uh, we know this. Your end is near. Whether you have nuclear weapons or not, you're on the way out. And that's Erdogan from Turkey, Turkey's president. And a lot of people that are, are pro-Israel or even people within the Muslim world, they don't think that Erdogan is going to do anything. Um, I would be – I would – I'm telling you, I think that he's going to act. If the slaughter in, in uh, Palestine and in, in the Gaza Strip continues to happen, Turkey is going to intervene. Uh, I love this because this is out of the news and nobody's talking about it. Europe's defense industry unable to achieve Ukraine weapon supply goal. Unattainable, says German officials. Poland has completely turned their back on Ukraine, is completely moving out, doesn't want anything to do with them, probably even go to war with Ukraine. Oh, this is just interesting. Uh, U.S. rulers set to sign a spending bill that leaves out aid for Ukraine. So the Senate is signing a bill that's going to leave 
money out for Ukraine. So everybody is abandoning Ukraine now. And guess what's going to happen? Russia's going to begin pulling back. I wonder. Yeah, that would be interesting. Or they send a big aid package to Israel and Israel sends a big aid package to Ukraine. No. Right? I mean, they're going to get money places if they want. Well, Well, you know why the aid package to Israel is so important, right? Why it's it's bipartisan and, and why they all want it? It's greasing all the palms along the way and funding some kind of globalist agenda. I don't know what. If the Senate sends $10 billion of U.S. taxpayer dollars to Israel, Israel takes that money, distributes it amongst their systems, sends that back to their lobbyist office in Washington, D.C., and distributes it to the campaigns right before an election year. Yeah, they'll get reelected. And that's why it's bipartisan, bipartisan. Or they could buy they could buy weapons from Raytheon and buy planes from Boeing and oh that, they'd all happen right. to have stock in those companies. What a coincidence! Exactly, Just pesky quinkadinks. That's how it works. Iceland is reportedly on the edge of another volcanic eruption after it nears over three hundred overnight earthquakes. Oh, another three hundred earthquakes were reported overnight, and experts are concerned that it's purely a matter of time before the Fragda Fuschlal erupts. Uh, then we go over here. Hundreds of daily earthquakes have been uh, shaking Rikajan's Peninsula for two weeks. Now scientists warn a decrease in their frequency could mean an eruption is coming soon. Yesterday, we talked about over 19 various different volcanic activities present on the earth, as well as multiple points of earthquakes. This is all happening over the last three days. Now, what did I say, Vince, about these types of activities? Solar, they're related to solar events. Related to things that happen outside the planet, right? Yeah. We have two types of radiations that bombard our planet, solar and cosmic. Hmm. Right? So we have massive bombardments of cosmic radiation that have been occurring on our planet, as well as massive solar flare activity that's been ramping up. My belief is that within the next two weeks, we'll probably see a major earthquake. I just said this last night. They're saying they're going to have another eruption. I think they're going to have a major earthquake and eruption and that you'll see a counteract of that somewhere else on the planet. So if it's in Iceland, I would assume Japan area, maybe California, Japan area. That'd be a good place for it if it's countering Iceland's area. They're always like 90 degree kitty corners. So if you have one here, you'll kind of have one here like this kind of on a globe. Um, but also, I think that we could have some type of massive solar flare activity. And I think that that is, is absolutely going to happen. So We had we'll a see. big one yesterday. Big solar event. flare? Yep. I said one of the largest events or something. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, we have cyber attacks globally that are ramping up. I've been talking about the over 192 food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities that caught on fire, the over 35 uh, oil refineries that blew up mysteriously, uh, all the various different train derailments and everything else that's been happening in the United States. That's uh, basically a, a, an attack on our infrastructure and our supply chain, and that this is actually being done by cyber attacks. And now we have shipping containers piling up in Australia as ports are hit by a national security significant cyber incident. So another cyber incident is occurring in Australia just after last week. And then even last week, the Federal Reserve was hit by, the automatic clearinghouse system was hit by a cyber attack. They didn't announce it as that because they don't want to. Now, you know what? I wonder why I don't think they're announcing it as cyber attacks. Why? They don't know who's doing it. You think so, huh? It's possible. Make, but, you know. 
explain it. I, I think that they're not gonna. They, they don't know who it is, so they can't really say anything on it. Yep. What else we got here? Wow. Um. Yeah, House report reveals California biolab owners' links to the Chinese government and military. We were just talking about this a little while ago. Zhe Bei Zhu, the owner of the California biolab, was recently arrested and is allegedly connected to the Chinese government and military, according to the House Select Committee report. The House Select Committee report on Chinese Communist Party disclosed that Zhe Bei Zhu, the arrested owner of the California biotech laboratory, has alleged ties to the People's Republic of China, the PRC government, and its military program. Zhu, 62, was apprehended in manufacturing and distributing misbranded medical devices, and they are also building... COVID-19 viruses and various other types of viruses and tainting them on the medical devices that they're putting out there. And it just so happens when all this information comes out there, it's the same day that Xi Jinping visits California. I mean, how interesting, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, the cocaine found in the White House, Vince. Yeah. So Secret Services FOI Freedom of Information uh, Act documents revealed DNA was found and preserved in White House cocaine probe. Contrary to prior claims, the Secret Service may end up destroying the evidence. Now, they showed a picture of the locker that the cocaine was found in. So this is a cell phone locker. Now, here's my problem with this. Those lockers have cameras directly looking at them. Where's the video? Really? Release the video. They're covering it. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely getting covered up. Um, guys, tomorrow we have Kurt coming on with us, and uh, uh, Kurt's going to be talking about Pet Club 24-7. Uh, this is awesome uh, products for your pets. You can go in here. You can go to the Shop Now link. You can actually join them. If you join them, there's also awesome types of discounts. These are various different types of mushroom supplements for your dogs. There's massive success stories that we've seen from this. Kurt's going to be talking about a lot of this tomorrow, um, as well as when Chris Erickson was on the show there's two different products. It's the Enforce Coriolis Averis Color and the Enforce Plus Coriolis Averis Color with Rishi. Um, and these are kind of shipping two to three weeks out, so keep that in mind. They also have the Nootropic Ones Clarity and Restore on there. You can check out. These are human products, but you can also give these to dogs. Um, this uh, Coriolis is the one that has been found to help people uh, fight Cancer, booster immune system. It actually modulates your immune system. If you guys are, well, we lost Vince. What happened there? Oh, there's Vince. And so if you guys want to go ahead and visit Pet Club 247, this is where I want you to go. Go to redpills.tv slash mushroom. Redpills.tv slash mushroom. And just check it out. It's also on redpills.tv. So if you go to redpills.tv, um, you can scroll down on our website and you're going to see that one right there. And you can just click on the bottle or click order today and that'll take you to that page. So you can check that out. Uh, but it, you know, help and support our affiliates, help support us and everything that we do. Um, also, if you are on redpills.tv, a few things I want you to do to help support us. Number one is subscribe, put your email address in right here and join subscribe. Here's the list of all of our channels where we stream on. Go in there and click a follow on all of those. That definitely does help us. Um, You go up here. There's a donate button. Give, send, go, cash app, and crypto. If you can help us out there, that is greatly appreciated. You're helping keep the Red Pill Project alive and everything that we're doing here. Um, Then if you go Red Pill Sponsors and click on that, it'll take you down to the bottom of the page. You got My Patriot Supply. You got Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com, MyPillow, 
And that's RPP is that promo code we use there. And then Functional Medical Institute, Dr. Sherwood. If you guys have done any business with any of these guys, my pillow, Sherwood, uh, Kirk Elliott, or my Patriot Supply, please hit us up. Let us know. We also have some merch right here um, that you can find from Rise Attire. A few different shirts, pretty cool shirts as well. And then all of our shows are linked up. And then right here in the middle, you'll see Cash App, Gifts and Go, and then Crypto, uh, ways to support us. And then on the other side of the house, if you want to support us, is socialredpill.com. One of the best places to support us is go over there, create a subscription. I think that they start at like five bucks a month. And uh, we're going to be revamping those. So everybody who gets a subscription now will be grandfathered into the new subscriptions. You'll probably get a lot more benefit, which is going to be great. A lot of the things that we talked about earlier in the show are actually going to be implemented into those. So keep that in mind when you go on on over there and join. I want to give a shout out to everybody who uh, took place in the Battle of the Streams. Grismo7, Three Lemons, Love the Beach, Three Lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo and Love the Beach. Upstate Work, One Diamond, Josh and Vince, Red Pill, The World with a Big Love Heart. Thank you so much, Upstate Work. Appreciate that, Diamond. RPG3573, Four Ice Creams, Gramify Revolt, Three Lemons. Thank you so much, RPG and Gramify Revolt. Uh, Travis, Out of the Matrix on... Uh, uh, that's a cookie. So that's going to be pilled. Thank you so much, Travis. Much appreciated. Gifted cookie. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Travis. Biden's laptop matters. Just donated one diamond. We need the chat soon. You got my number, buddy. Uh, thank you much, so much, Nate. Qtara, five ice creams and Xcrits X, three lemons. So thank you so much, Qtara and Xcrits X and everybody who's helped donate and keep the Red Pill Project alive. Much appreciated, guys. Tomorrow night is Thursday. We have our live Q&A that's on Zoom. That is uh, subscription members can get into that if you want to. That's off of socialredpill.com and the Zoom information will be sent out if you're a subscriber. We'll teach you how to get into those Zooms. Uh, we're going to be changing that form up a little bit and upgrading that platform a little bit. So that'll make it a lot easier for everybody to find that stuff. But guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Hope you guys all have a great day. Vince, thank you so much for joining me tonight. My pleasure. Have a great night, guys. Take care. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPad. Okay. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.